Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. And today we're going to talk about Benefactor. Ray Rappy. Yeah, that's my new rap voice. Oh, is that what it is? Um, Don't quit your day job, bud. But before we get into the Benefactor action, um, we have some, uh, we got some feedback and we also have a package to open. Oh boy. So let's dive right in. Uh, Matt sent us a message. He says, uh, hey, John and Aaron, longtime fan and Patreon supporter here. Thank you for your support. Uh, listening to your latest episode of Amigos and heard Aaron express some interest in a JAG SD card solution. Yes. He said, just a heads up, Saint, and that's S-A-I-N apostrophe, or I'm sorry, capital T, mm. up on Atari Age is almost done with his SD card solution for the Jaguar that will play cart and Jag CD images. Ooh, I didn't even know about the CD part. Yeah, and he, he says, I have his Lynx SD card and it's pretty amazing. When he's done, this looks to be the holy grail for Jag owners. Yes. Man. So have, have you heard about that? I had heard, for years on and off, I've heard people working on an SD solution. The fact that it plays, you know, and you probably know this boat, but the, the Jags CD uh, attachment is just garbage. It is hot garbage. And I'm not just saying that because the uh, angry video game nerd trashed it. I mean, this thing is renowned in the community for being crap. Uh, plus, it's old. I mean, so I'm going to give it a pass because it's crap because it's old. But it was never that good. So the fact that this thing can play uh, the CD games is real enticing to me. Probably won't be cheap. But if you're going to get an SD card for something, that would, I mean, that adds functionality that is amazing. So that's real good news. Thank you, Matt, for that tip. That's yeah. a great tip. Yeah. Um, he, he linked that up, did he? Yeah. And so there's, the, yeah, there's a link to Atari Age. I'm sure if you good go call. to uh, the Atari Age JAG forms, it'll probably be stickied up near the top. Is there anything that people in Atari Age can't do? Nothing. They, Man, they, they are quite, between the, between the English Amiga boards and Atari Age, you've got everything covered. That's right. Those are the only two forms you need to visit. Um, so, well, <laughs> oh boy, that's both, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. John Boat of Carshaller said that. Uh, Laurent Giroux wrote in, and he said, "Guys, have you noticed that the Acid Software guy is active again on the web version of Super Skid Marks?" I, I, I read that message from him. I yeah. had not noticed that. But yeah, I think that's so, great. Um, that's you remember we we interviewed that guy uh, on the podcast in a, in a text form. Um, and um, he, I'm really oh excited. God, yeah, that, yeah he's, he seems really cool. And, of course, Super Skid Marks is such an amazing game. So. You know, speaking of Laurent Giroux, uh, we had an, a very interesting uh, back and forth on the... Remember, if you'll recall last week's... If you'll recall on last week's episode, we talked about that Smurf game. That, that was actually down. like three weeks ago no, on no, the other no, show. No, 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 no. The Smurf, Amiga Smurf game that, they oh, got, okay. that got shut down by Payo. Okay. Say, boy, you're ready to go, aren't you? <laughs> you're in a mood tonight, aren't you? And so... Uh, of course, I was like, nah, jumping on a, jumping on this guy, ridiculous. It's the Amiga, it's older. Laron came right in and, and laid it out from a legal perspective. And I, that's what I like about Laron when he, he, he keeps it straight up. And he had some really good uh, uh, knowledge to throw down. So and this was, all, this was all on the G+. The Google Plus, page, right? that's yeah, right. So. so if you wanted to hop in on this conversation, which really was just, I just Laron 
sort of just came back to what we were talking about, but it was a real well worded. Yeah, he's a he's he's a, uh, knows what he's talking. He's a smart about. cookie. Yes, he is. Wrong. I believe he is a developer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, finally, uh, walking the cow commented on our assassin uh, show. Um, <clears throat> he says that uh, the assassin special edition was the only version I was ever aware of. Mm. Uh, he says, still to this day, I have three or four copies of it, and they're all the special edition. So I thought that was interesting. I, I always figured that the original game would be more common than the reissued special edition, but maybe not. Maybe it, not the case. It's funny that having the the original version gives you the extra, that, that opening level. And so in some ways, a special edition, it's special because it screws you. Right. I mean, it fixes some stuff, and it hoses you on some mm-hmm. stuff. So. It's one of the few games where you want both editions. Yeah, there's pluses for both, absolutely. I, you know, I had a lot of comments uh, made to people that had either not played Assassin or had forgotten about it, and they were sort of like, oh, this, I'm going to give this a shot. So we may have upped the Assassin love, yeah. at least for one There week. was one person, I forgot to copy it onto our feedback, but he was talking about how he couldn't get past the dogs, and I just want to offer oh, up yeah, that man. You, you've got to waggle that joystick to get yeah. free of the dogs. So the good yeah. news is that once you do waggle free, the dog is waggled to death at that point. I'll and, tell you something, I just jump yeah. over those dogs. Yeah. Those yeah. dogs, it's funny, those are on the, right as soon as you start the game, here they come. <laughs> Anytime you have dogs, and then, of course, as soon as you get past the dog, here come the bats. Right. It's like, please help me. What are we doing here? Yeah. Too hard. But, yeah, the dogs are a particular pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, we did get a uh, a review from Podbean. Do you know anything about Podbean? Is that like Mr. Bean? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, Podbean is, I guess, another podcast platform where you can listen to our show. I didn't even realize we were listed on Podbean, but I got an email from the, the fine folks over there saying, somebody left an episode on episode 46, Since the World of Soccer. Someone left what on they left, feedback? They, they left, yeah, they left, they left feedback on, how, on how that. How does feedback work? Is it, like a, is it a message? Do we get stars? I or? guess they, it just says, best game in the world ever. Oh, okay. Well, hey. <laughs> so, I can't argue with that, since the World of Soccer is a good game. Podbean. So, yeah. Maybe it's overseas or something. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. Thank you, Podbeaner. All right. Um, now it's time for the good stuff. The good stuff. The good well, stuff. Look so, at all his stamps on that. You should show that to the yeah, audience. So this is, I want to make sure his address is not shown on he here. He wants to we'll show everyone your address. So this is a package from Down Under. That's Man. my Australian accent. That's it. Um, They're not going to send you nothing else. <laughs> this, is, uh, this, is, this comes from the great state of New South Wales in Australia. Uh, this is um, from our your friend and mine. Chris Hassel, a.k.a. Hasifa. Hasifa, I think he's in the, in the chat He's in the tonight. chat yep. right now. Also active on the Discord. Um, avid stamp collector. Avid, yeah, well, you got to be when you're sending stuff overseas. you got to pile on the stamps. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 stamps. 14 stamps get you a package from here to there. So open this thing up. I, I have not opened this up yet. I just cut the, cut the tape to make it less ridiculous. have a message here. <clears throat> Amigos. I hope you have as much fun with this as I did. As I am no longer using this anymore, I'm donating it, donating it so it can be used. All of the controllers are in working condition, and I've included manuals and such on the provided thumb drive. Ooh, okay. manuals and such. So let's see what he sent us It'd be here. great if it was just a thing of foam. Well, here is the, uh, the aforementioned thumb drive. Yeah, complete with manuals. And here we go. Very small doodad. Here, Bert, let me help you out there. Oh man. Oh yeah. This is a mini SNES. And what makes this especially awesome is that it is the Euro slash Japanese version with the cooler color scheme. These are the good looking ones. 
Wow, what a gift, eh? Yeah, yeah. I see, but you're a fine fellow. The boat will absolutely eat this up. You wonder why. Now, I've been a SNES fan for a long time. In fact, seems to have fake control um, reports on it. <laughs> in, in fact, I, th I think what we're going to do is a little before and after with this, Aaron. Oh yeah. Um, why don't you uh, take this picture and hold it up, and then I'll I'll pose in the same way. Man, there you go. That's young boat. How old were you now, boat? I was about ten. That, so. And then and here you are today. Yeah. Really, so. not much has changed. Yeah, I, I'm the only fifth grader in history, probably, that chose to pose with a Super Nintendo controller. And so. now, well, one thing that's changed is the controller. You've got the cool, uh, awesome European style, colorful controller. Right. Man, we really got jobbed out on these Nintendos, the mm -hmm. Super Nintendos. I mean, this is a sleek looking unit. Yeah. And with the cool, colorful controller, we got that drab, Purple ugly and gray gimmick, thing. Yeah. You know? And uh, he's included uh, another controller plus a third-party wireless controller. Ooh, oh, and this man. one's this one's a six-button deal with turbo nice, and all kinds of nice. stuff. So. Man, Hasifa, that was nice of you. That sir. was super nice of you, Chris. Thank what you so nice, much. What a lovely thing. And there will be a uh, Hasifa memorial strip. That sounds bad. That sounds like he died. There will be an in a stream in honor of Hasifa now, where I play all of the Super Nintendo games. Here's the big question, Mr. Boat. Are you going to run that gimmick on this that adds, lets you add more gimmicks to it? The gimmick has already been installed on it. Oh, okay. Well, that takes you yeah. right out of the picture then. Very good. Yeah. That's nice. So, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Don't forget you, the... Uh, this is the first time I've ever held one of these uh, in, actually in my hand. Yeah, they're uh, very small, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but very cool looking. I love it. That's... Um, you really like that. Now, I, I, I remember the Nintendo was shipped with different games uh, with the European release. Is this one the same all over? I want to say that this one is also different, if, if nothing else, with the name of the Star Fox games, because I think it was called Star Wing. In the in the UK and in Europe, hmm. yeah, because there were issues with the Star Fox trademark. Will there be any issue with that being in PAL? HDMI doesn't care what you are. Hmm. See, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll be firing that up soon. Thank you, Chris. Aaron, are you ready to talk about this week's Amiga news? You know, let me just get the Gambletron here. Okay, now, don't hurt me. Okay. I'm on it. I'm on okay. it. So. We had a zillion tons of news this week. I mean, it was news of mania. We had people sending us news. News was happening. Um, and some of it I just stumbled across. Like this first little item, because it's been out forever, but it's new, new to me, or, I haven't, or I'd forgotten about it. Uh, uh, there's a site out there called Amiga Paradise. It's got crap loads of Amiga music on it. Hey, hey I love Amiga music, and it's awesome. So uh, if you want to uh, check that out, well, that's the that's the next story in the list. Well, we'll go ahead and cover that one while we're oh, here. Oh, sorry. Uh, someone has done the uh, lemmings. Let's see who submitted this story, uh, Mr. Boat. Uh, let me see here. Here we go. Uh, Seb John Kiernan. Kiernan. I think, yeah. I, I think it's the first time I've seen that. Is that we've seen that name before? Oh yeah, we see Seb all. The, well, okay. I don't know if he's posted on G Plus before. Yeah, but, it must be it. Yeah. So lemmings performed lemmings number one, which I guess song one performed the Casio SK one. Now, did you did you ever have an SK one growing up? I'm not a big synthesizer guy. I had the cheap generic like uh, Radio Shack, probably realistic or whatever. Well, this is I I had this keyboard, this yeah. exact keyboard. And um, it was great because it lets you sample your own voice in like a, like a one second sample, and then you could play around with it. So I've got a lot of memories trapped in the uh, the SK one. I love it. It was awesome to hear this this performed on this particular keyboard. Very good, very good. And it, it sounded pretty good. Play a little, play another stretch of that, but right. let's hear it. All 
Not bad. Yeah, sounds good. Lemmings had some unique tunes in it. That, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like you could have pulled that directly out of it. Right, almost. right. Um, so, um, another little item, and we'll get more in depth in this uh, in, in, in a week or two. Uh, I uh, had a chance to put my Amiga in its new case. And this is site news, but it was next to my feed. So, uh, if you feel like a, a very short video of me putting the cases together, uh, it's out on the uh, YouTube channel. And uh, this is a little five-minute number. I just wanted to shoot the epic event as I swapped them over. And it, it worked out. It was very nice. It worked out great. Uh, and uh, uh, the uh, case is quite beautiful. And I'm going to bring the Amiga in to show it on the show uh, at some point in the near future. Um, so let's get on to... I think it seems like we mentioned this uh, a while back. But uh, I, I don't know if we mentioned it on the show. Because this is one you put up. About the Cinemore. Did we mention that last week about Cinemore? I don't think we did. No, we haven't mentioned it yet. Why don't you take this? You're the one that posted this one, Boat. So what's the scoop on this? Okay. So um, really, the, 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 there's there's not really a, a link that goes along with this story so much as it's just be very careful um, if you're considering purchasing something from uh, Cinemaware Retro. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't. Um, we've had representative from Cinemaware Retro on our show before. Sven. Sven. He was very, very nice. Yeah. But um, there are reports of people that have placed orders from many, many moons ago that still have not received them. And I'm sure it's nothing malicious on the end of Cinemaware Retro. It may just be they're a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of orders that they're receiving versus the amount of people that they have to, to ship those out. So uh, just sort of a PSA. Uh, if you come across you know, um, the site that has all of the Defender of the Crown remake and the um, Rocket... Oh, what's it called? Rocket Little Ranger. Rocket Man. Um, so uh, just, <laughs> that was a derogatory <laughs> slur. <laughs> just, uh, just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and uh, uh, boy, they've got some nice stuff mm -hmm. that they sell over there. And I, I, I would wager, surely by now they've gotten rid of all those to put near the crown, ultra elites box mm -hmm. you know, uh, items. But you know, so if we hear something, if if you're a representative of those guys and you want to get in contact with us and set the record straight or whatever, yeah, you know, please do. I, I just came across yeah, that on the English Amiga. We don't board. want a bad mouth, yeah. and we like those guys. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, and this is a this is a item submitted by Chris Folds. Let's talk about Tower Fifty Seven, uh, which is coming out now. Uh, uh, this is a uh, interesting looking shooter. Yeah, uh, we actually got an email from uh, from the, these guys. That Marco is the guy that uh, that has created this game. Wow, that looks awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is really cool. This is one of those games that I think this is this runs on uh, the the new Amiga OSs, right? Yes, like Morph that's, OS that's correct. And OS four. Oh, I believe it's OS four. I believe and, uh, it, it sort of looks like the new crop of indie games that are real big on pixel art that come out on Steam all the time, where they look like they come from the Amiga, but maybe they require a little bit more horsepower than your stock OCS ECS. We don't normally cover. We, in fact, we've never covered. We've never ever. Due to our idiocy, effectively, <laughs> we've never covered anything on OS, but I think we're going to actually give this one a whirl, aren't we, both? Yeah. Because uh, they asked us to have a look at it, and uh, uh, boy, I'm telling you, it looks like it looks like uh, uh, something like uh, uh, Chaos Engine. Uh, Chaos Engine had a baby with uh, uh, what's that crazy two-stick shooter? The, the game Robotron? show one? No, the, the one oh, after that one. Smash TV. Smash TV. That's what it sort of mm -hmm. looked like right there. Oh, and it says that this is actually available on Steam as well okay. as the other, so that hey, makes it even easier It's neat that they put us. it out on the Amiga, though. I mean, that's yeah. pretty cool. And like I said, the guy emailed, so we'll probably give it a shot, and that'll be something that it'll we'll be probably, something, something probably new in, in a month cover, or so, yeah. we'll give, because we've got to figure out how to get it working. Uh, but we'll figure something out. Something else from the Folds, man. 
and we actually talked about this a little bit, is a, uh, uh, a new four-player joystick adapter for the Amiga. Now, when I say four-player joystick adapter for the Amiga boat, what's the first game that pops in your head that you want to play on this thing? Uh, James Pond and the Aquatic Games. Whoosh, incorrect. <laughs> it's TV Sports Basketball Boat. Oh, that was actually, my second choice. Which actually supports uh, the uh, the uh, uh, parallel uh, the parallel port joystick adapter, and and uh, Folds also chimed in that he thinks he thinks that maybe Iron Man Stewart supports it, but we're not sure. What Iron Man supports Stewart, it. He definitely supports it. The only one, way. the only other one I thought of, and I don't know if they mentioned on the site, was Gauntlet, the Gauntlet Two. I think it might also support it. Uh, yeah, there it is. Gauntlet yeah. 2. Kickoff 2. Kickoff 2. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be absolute madness. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even four, know. I don't even know where I am in a one-player game. Four-player. <laughs> that would be absolutely insane. And it look, this is super cheap, too. Five ninety-five. That's uh, a, what a bargain. Yeah, 5 pounds But we, we should get that, shouldn't yeah. we? Um, Brutal Barracuda mentioned a game this week, and I, I, this one, I'll be honest with you, I, I've, I've heard people talking about it, but I've not seen it. It's called Crossing Souls. He, and according to Brutal, ever wanted the glory of 80s credit into a single computer game, you can check out Crossing Souls. I think this is a Steam, it is, it's a Steam game that sort of uh, packs in all the 80s goodness into one crazy game. Uh, have you heard of this one? I've this, heard people talking about yeah, this. this. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, we actually talked about this on the news a couple weeks ago. Oh, did we? Yeah. Uh, this it must is, have just came out. This is a game that is, um, it's it's sort of a uh, top-down exploration uh, combat, sort of like, I guess it's an adventure, you know, for, uh, boy, I, that's a lot of words that mean nothing. Um, it's hard. It's a lot of descriptors in there. Yeah. It sort of looks a lot like the game we just looked at just a second ago, Tower oh, really? 57. Except I think that the graphics are a little bit more uh, cell shaded rather than than, uh, than pixel art. It's at least from what I can remember. Um, but I could be wrong. Um, but it's, 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 it's a lot like the video game version of Stranger Things where they basically they've created a sci-fi story and then they just set it in the 80s to appeal to all the people that, they, that have nostalgia for the 80s. That's the new thing. Is that what, is we're that... living in the time when Happy Days came out and all the people that grew up in the 50s were like, oh man, that's great. Oh, man. Except now we're the I never thought people. about that way. Mm-hmm. Gee, many Christmas. Is that where we're at? That's where we are. What happened to all the cool 70s stuff? I don't even remember that Those happening. Those people are dead. Oh wait, they did have a couple of that drug 70s movies show? and stuff. You're right. It ran for like 20 years. I didn't like that show. That's really? probably why I don't remember it. Yeah. You were probably too old for it. <laughs> Boat, you're, you're tread a thin line tonight. So, now let's go over some site stuff. I think that's all the actual non-site stuff we've got. Let's go ahead and kick off. Now, I'm gonna, I missed a Dreamcatcher joint last week, and I want to go over it. I'm not sure which one we talked about, so but you have to help me out here. Uh, I believe, did we talk about his, uh, his uh, look? Let me see here. His look at Six Sense. I think no, we did. Oh, we, we did have, not talk we have about not that. Talked about that yet. This looks awesome. I had never ever. Have you heard of this game before? He did this. No. Because this. How did we not know about this? It looks. It just looks so cool. It's a. It's a uh, sort of a uh, role playing or a uh, what would you call it? It's a point and click game. <laughs> it's a role playing. I was just. Game. I was it's just jacking your chain. Uh, it's a and it looks neat. I like the premise. The art looks awesome. It looks a lot like Maniac. It like Day of the Tentacle. It does. It does look a lot like it. And uh, of course, Dreamcatcher goes to work and, and and lays it down. And very interesting. I, I read this over and I was like, man, I gotta, I've got to have a look at this. So mm-hmm. this is going to be on the on the well, the ever expanding list of things that we're eventually going to get around to. But it looks good. I mean, yeah. it looks, this looks very like right cool. up your alley too. But very you love cool. this stuff. So. Another Dreamcatcher 
uh, article. And again, I don't think we covered this in the last week anyway. He took a look at the uh, Gremlins games. Uh, have you? Were you a Gremlins guy? I I, was, I I feared the Gremlins as a child. Really? Yeah, I always thought that that uh, like in my mind that movie was much more intense than when I actually saw it. It turned out to be. I thought, man, Gremlins are freaking scary. Like I, I wanted nothing to do well, with. Well, I'll be honest with you. If they were scary, I, even at, I was an older person, mm-hmm. I was like, man, these are creepy little dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember they, in the first movie, they put one of the Gremlins in a microwave, and I was just like, man, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen yeah, film. It's hardcore. You know, and, but I liked it. I liked the first movie, and we went and saw the second movie in the theater, but I remember my folks and me went and saw it, and I knew Hulk Hogan was The second in movie flies off the rails. No, the second it's, movie's better than the first yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, they make I agree. Fun of the yeah. It's parodies. It's great. And Hulk Hogan's in it. I remember, I've been waiting the whole film for him to come out, and right when he comes out, much like when we saw Indiana Jones, the film broke in the theater, and they had to oh, restring no. it. Yeah, it's crazy. That, that's something that never happens anymore, yeah. I, I would wager. But yeah, yeah. the film broke. But I have played uh, Gremlins on, I'm trying to think what I played it on. It was, I think it was the Amiga version, and I never played the sequel. I don't think I even knew it existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't think the first one was all that great either. I played the, if it's anything like the NES game, the NES game wasn't that great. Yeah, so, but Dreamcatcher does all of his due diligence and goes through about a million of these things. <laughs> Who knew that the Gremlins got that much action? I've, I've wondered why they haven't retapped this. This is going to be one they go back to. Because it's still, people still talk about it. That's and, true. That's you know, true. And people still know what the Gremlins were. Plus, mm-hmm. you had all the big, the big wheels are all in there. You had yeah. all the big guys. You know, I think it might have been in, in Dreamcatch's article I was reading, the only way that they could get the director of Gremlins to sign on to do a second movie is that if they gave him total free reign to do whatever he wanted to do. And that's why it's so wacky. is because he's just like, I'm going to just... Listen, yeah. no movie needed parodied. I love Gremlins, <laughs> but when they made the second one, that and tons of people hated it. And I guess they were waiting for more of the yeah. same. More of the same with a big crap. Mm-hmm. You need this. Right, right. I Something agree. Something totally ludicrous. You know, that's what was great about it. So, if you're in the Gremlins, I'd give that a look. And now, here's a, here's another great, uh, <laughs> speaking of Dreamcatcher, uh, he does a video look at uh, the Seymour series. Now, again, I would wager this was a bigger hit. I'd never, I knew nothing of this. Did no, you know? I, uh, and and uh, uh, he, this is a video uh, this time around. And DK's been putting out more videos here recently, which I love. And you get some real interesting, you know, cross section of these series. I mean, like I never knew anything about him before this, I and mean, I learned a lot. Yeah, I mean, I never they they. I'm almost sure they didn't bring any of these games to the states. I mean, they barely yeah. brought Dizzy games. To the Dizzy states, barely. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, really, he, he was on that uh, wacky. I know he had a cassette on that on a Nintendo, right? When he, when he yeah. part of that crazy Nintendo cartridge, right? That was a cassette thing well, or it whatever. Was, it, yeah, supercharged. Yeah, it, it, that was the twenty six hundred, but it was 20, the NES version of that's, that. Yeah, yeah, that that's the one. Um, and uh, he also had a real cart on the NES too. I'm oh, really? Sure. Yeah. Um, I know he did because I rented it, but it was an unlicensed deal, and it was. Oh it yeah. Was sort Do you of remember if you liked it or not? I could, I couldn't figure it out. It was it was so far removed of the games that I was used to playing, uh, and the fact that it was so hard. It's kind of like Treasure Island Dizzy, you know. Yeah. It's a very frustrating experience. I but. like the fact that this is a spinoff of that wacky. If we didn't get the original, there's no way we're getting a spinoff no, of it. No. So that, that was a, that's a non-starter. Um, I think. Well, I guess we should probably mention that we have uh, uh, ARG out this week, where we take a look at uh, a couple real classics on the Nintendo boat. We look, <laughs> depending on your perspective, we look at Urban Champion. And Popeye, right? Uh, and I say those in that voice for a reason. <laughs> uh, if you've ever, if you want to watch, 
Well, if you want to watch Carrie just beat the tar out of stuff, then this yeah. is this is the game. This is the game for you. Uh, Urban Champion, quite a game. But you know, look at that! I'm demonstrating the punching ability down is there. Is that what? The video. <laughs> we, you know, we may have to re- react. We have to have a live action version of this here in a minute. <laughs> if I keep going. Uh, I think that pretty much sums her up, Bo. Can you think of anything else you want to touch on while we're while we're thinking um, about it? I did want to just remind everybody that if you are in need of uh, some additional uh, clothing to wear, um, <laughs> oh. we do have um, we do have a storefront uh, over at uh, tpublic.com/amigatees. Um, well, I thought we did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I'm just going to figure out how to find that really quick. Um, and um, it's easy; anyone can do it. Right. Um, let's see, did I just spell it wrong? No. This is a great. We'll be, we'll be selling t-shirts out of the back of a van. Here we go. Here they are. I got it. Um, so uh, <laughs> if, if if you want an uh, Amiga um, shirt of any stripe, uh, we got the Boing Ball shirt. Uh, we have our Patreon staff and supporters shirt. Uh, we've got an Amigos retro gaming shirt uh, there. So uh, everything is currently on sale at the store, up to 30% off. Uh, so um, You're skipping the best one. Oh, what's that? The mime and puppet Oh, bar. yeah. That's even by far even the on our, our, our best-selling Amigos mime and puppet bar uh, t-shirt uh, is currently on sale for wow. the low, low price of 14 bucks. You know, I do not possess a mime and puppet bar shirt, but I may have to pick one up at that incredible discount. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, that is tpublic.com slash... Amiga Tees. Actually, it's slash stores slash Amiga Tees. That was the mistake I was making earlier. So, uh, yeah. All right, Aaron. You ready to get into the Benefactor? Yes, I am. All right. I'm ready to rock and roll with the Benefactor. So, this week's game was Benefactor. And I believe, was this who was the fellow that selected this before us? Was that This the, was Pixels at Dawn. This okay. is his uh, Amigos uh, Game Selection Committee member, Pixels at Dawn. Beautiful. He's with so, us in the chat. Now, I will say, we've had. Uh, Several of these game selection committee games in a row here, and so far they've been quite good. So we'll see if Benefactor keeps up the uh, the, the pace here. So uh, this came out in '94, and what's fascinating about this to me is uh, it was developed by Digital Illusions. Now, if you'll recall, Digital Illusions is famous for their pinball games, pinball fantasies, pinball dreams, and um, they're a Swedish outfit. And honestly, I did not know they did anything but pinball games. <laughs> I had no idea that they had done anything else but pinball games. And so, lo and behold, this shows up at our door. Uh, this is another thing that's wacky about this is it's published by Psygnosis. Um, of course, Psygnosis responsible for publishing many, many you know classics, The Shadow of the Beast, and Blood Money, and a ton of other, a ton of other uh, good games, bad games, and games in the middle. But they're always have a lot of panache. Um, so, the best way to mention what this game is, is to discuss Psygnosis Earlier Games, Lemmings. Uh, this has, in fact, a lot of people compare this to Lemmings right down the line. I think there's, uh, a, I don't necessarily think it's exactly like Lemmings, but I can see the comparisons. Uh, in Lemmings, you control a cursor that basically tells these Lemmings what to do to escape a level. Pretty simple, right? Uh, in this game, this is more like action lemmings. Uh, you control uh, the main character, Ben E. Factor. 
or Ben E Factor, yeah. And Ben E is trying to rescue these little guys who have is been. Is that like Ben E, like Ben E King or, or Ben E Hill? Ben E Hana. It's not a guy you could. You could it, it is. Uh, and Ben E is an intergalactic hero. He receives this signal in his ship. This game's got a big, huge shtick that it rolls out at the beginning and at the end. A big, I mean, a, a big, huge ton of text that comes out about how you're trying to these evil aliens imprison these other cuter aliens on their paradise planet and turned off their rainbow machine, mm. made it all gloomy, and he captured all these guys. And so it's Ben's job to go down and rescue these guys. They're called the Merry Men. These little tiny guys. And your role in this is to go and free them all from their cages. And uh, once you free them all, you can start back up the rainbow machine and make the place a paradise again. Sounds good, right? Yeah. So that's the premise. Now, what is the game? Well, this game has a little bit of lemmings and a little bit of... Rock and roll. Of like a flashback or a Prince of Persia, Mm -hmm. and toss in a dash of, say, like, uh, uh, the Lost Vikings in there, and you've got got a game here. Uh, If the Lost Vikings, if if you didn't have to control the other Vikings and they knew what to do, that's what these guys are like. They basically know where to go, Mm -hmm. for the most part, when when you free them. So, right away you'll notice that the graphics on this thing are small, and really small. At lemming size, small, mm-hmm. and uh, what it, which is a plus because it allows you to see the entire stage all at once. Well, not not really. You can see all, you can see a big chunk of the stage, but there are tunnels and, and doors. You can see. Other parts okay, of, let me of, just say yeah. you can see a heck of a lot more of it than you can in a game like Lost Vikings. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Ben E in the first level, right away, you know what you're up to. He he has to run and jump across a chasm. He's got to. Uh, Go up. He has to go up a ladder. He has to go across a, another chasm, get a key, come back, unlock a guy, and then once you unlock the the uh, uh, once Merry you Man. unlock the Merry Men, the Merry Men are firstly at the beginning is one Merry Man. You unlock it, and then your goal is to get that guy back to the to the teleporter mm-hmm. that where you start. Well, not that tough early. The Merry Men know where to go. If there's nothing else to do in the level, they'll just leave. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. T- you know, unless uh, or occasionally you have to pick them up and throw them up somewhere or something. But once they get to the point where they can leave, they just leave. Right. But if once you get to where you're rescuing several merry men, it gets a lot more complicated. You every uh, level will have keys, gold and silver keys. Different cages take different keys. Once you have a key, one of the merry men on the level will start jumping up and down. All right, and and waving his arms. That's when you know that's the next guy. That's that guy that you're going to rescue is the next one in line to help you solve the puzzle, because almost every time, if there are multiple merry men, you have to rescue one. You have to rescue them in a certain order. Mm-hmm. And if you don't rescue them in a certain order, you can be boned. Right. All right. Because you, the ability to rescue them out of order is there, but I mean, effectively, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once you rescue a merry man, uh, if he doesn't leave, he will perform a task to help you. Sometimes they'll he'll walk over on top of a of a button in the floor that'll raise the door. Sometimes he'll pick up something for you. Sometimes he will. There's one level where he uh, he works a, a winch that that and you and your guy rides it up to another another level to uh, an opening or to a cage to let a guy out. Uh, they do a lot of different stuff. Uh, after a few levels, you get to the point where you start having. Uh, instead of just having one big sort of scrolling level that's one screen, you get to points where you have to go through caves. 
and the cave will take you to a separate section of the of the uh, of the dungeon and then there'll maybe be one or two doors in there there can be a third even a third section of the dungeon and at the bottom left hand side of the screen is a like an overarching map that will kind of tells you where you're at there's also you could there's a map key you can hit that lets you like gives you an expanded version of that so it can get confusing it could be i mean really i never got and this is me we're talking about here i never got mega confused and I went through about the first, I'd say I worked about the first 10 levels uh, a lot, and then every once in a while I'd get lucky and move up. But uh, um, I never got too confused as I, to where I didn't know where I was going. There would be, But there were plenty of times where I wouldn't know what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. The first thing I learned is that uh, the obstacles in the dungeon, uh, for example, uh, monsters, right, uh, they don't affect the merry men. The Merry Man can just run right through them because the first I spent it forever on like the second level trying yeah. to figure out a way you to got get that, that guy going back and right, forth. Right, I was like, "How's he going to get past? He's going to eat him." Mm-hmm. Well, he just walks past yeah. him, and so that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because, good lord, if you I don't know what you do without it. Um, you also have to learn. Um, you have to look at things before you act. I mean, really, this is one of those games where you have to really take a minute and figure out where everything's at. Some things can be sort of obscure to see because the dungeon is so small. Those buttons on the floor can be tough to see. There were some, early on when I first started playing, there would be things that would like be laying in the background that I thought were actually something you could pick up that you couldn't. Uh, the uh, so that got kind of weird. Uh, you have to learn how to like controlling your guy. Not that tough, I didn't think, but uh, picking stuff up can sometimes be a little tedious and also. When you have to pick up the little merry men and throw them and stuff, that can be a little difficult if you don't know what you're doing that's right the, away. That's the that was the trickiest part for me is figuring out because again you're dealing with one button, the right combination of hold and press to make the to make the throwing action do what I wanted it to do. I felt like the jumping mechanic. Um, once I got the hang of what I wanted to do, right. I felt like the instructions didn't really explain it the way that worked for me. I had to sort of find my own way to figure out how to jump across multiple chasms of different, um, you know, hor- or you know, of different lengths. But once I did figure it out, it became kind of second nature. Yeah, this game. When I first played it, I, I will be completely truthful, and I turned it on, and I looked at what we were doing. I was like, oh boy. This is going to be one of those puzzle games because, I, I, admittedly, <laughs> I am a uh, action junkie, and so and I like Lemmings. Don't get me wrong, but it's not something I go back to a lot because it gets frustrated and I get pissed off, and I'm like, yeah, screw this. I'll have to say, after I learned how to control Ben and generally got the idea of what was going on, uh, I really actually enjoyed this game more than I thought I would. Uh, it has it is not perfect, which I'll get into in a moment, but. Uh, if if you told me, hey, we're going to make an action version of Lemmings, I'd think you were nuts. I, don't, I have no idea how you could possibly pull this off. And to their credit, uh, they did. And to and to Psygnosis's credit, when they saw what these guys were doing, they're the ones that made Lemmings, but they still were impressed enough to go ahead and put this out. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you could see where you'd be like, yeah, screw this. You know, we got Lemmings. We don't need this. And this is a different game than Lemmings. And really I, everywhere is. I looked on the net I, and all the sources, I saw they, they compared this to Lemmings over and over. And Those real, people are dumb. Well, no, That's they're not dumb. There, there certainly are comparisons, but I mean, the action elements are fun. Now, your guy, uh, your guy has hit points, a, a pretty uh, uh, expansive health bar. Mm-hmm. Like early on, anyway, 
again, through the first, say, 10 levels or so, I did not have any trouble with my health in terms of just uh, attrition, you know, losing health till I died. Uh, there are certain things that kill you automatically, including, and the, the, the big one is water. Um, once you go in the water, level over and game over, you're done. Now, this game doesn't have, it doesn't really have men. I mean, you just basically can start the game again. Mm -hmm. And so you, and you do, but you have to start again. And that was a pain in the butt. You have to go back, especially when you're playing a floppy, you got to go back to it and you got to, you know, and I, I wish it had a quick start right away. So what I ended up doing eventually after I moved over from the, uh, from the Amiga to the computer was just, I just did a, I just did a save state yeah. at the beginning of every level. And then I would start back from there because I didn't want to have to go through all the rigmarole. So that, I wish they could have done that a little better. For someone as blind as me, this was really small. Really small. Mm -hmm. And as much as I understood why they went that small, for me, it was too small. I would like to have had a a 20% larger. It's just, it's just awful small. And it, and it made it hard for me to see everything I needed to see. There are hidden traps in some of these areas. It made jumping and platforming more difficult for me. And it wasn't the controls, it was the fact that I just had trouble seeing the moment I needed to lift off of that platform to jump. I would just go too far. So you would rather it be more of like a Prince of Persia height for your character? It didn't have to be quite that big, but I mean, I mean a little bit bigger. Because I mean, I, could, I dealt with it. Did you have any problems with the little tininess of it? Um, I can see both sides. I mean, it's it's really a zero-sum game. You can either see more of the... I, I, get, I would have gotten more frustrated if there would have been a bunch of blind jumps and things of that nature right. than the other way around where you're sort of complaining that you can't quite see everything, um, you know, because it's so tiny. Right. Um, now, the people that put this out, of course, like I said, it's Digital Illusions. They are still around. In a manner of speaking, they're of DICE, uh, which they were responsible for the Battlefield games. We mm -hmm. sort of covered them uh, when we did the pinball episodes. Right. Uh, but, uh, like I said, this was sort of out of their comfort zone, I think. But I thought they did a good job. I will say the opening for this, if you watch it closely, it looks, it, they have a sort of the scrolling. You could, these guys are demo scene guys, and you can tell. It's got all the stuff you would expect. It's got sort of like Star it's Wars Star style Wars scrolling. Crawl, yeah. But if you watch the beginning of it, there, there's a sort of a scroll at the bottom. At the top, there's like a little video panel. Mm -hmm. I'd bet dollars to donuts. It's the exact same size and exact same programming that they use in the pinball games for their readout. Ooh. It looked just like it. Now, I'm sure wow. I'm not the first person to notice that. I don't know. Was, I didn't pick up on that. It looked just... I thought to myself, you could put the machines around that that's, and it would be... That's quite perceptive. You know, so uh, I did notice. And I, I, I'd bet they used some... Because you, know, you know how the pinball machines had that sort of video? Mm -hmm. they yeah. Would use, I'd bet it, it was similar. It was just like I said, it was like a rectangle. Yeah. So I, not, I noticed that when it was when it was coming up. Uh, these guys also were, did the, the Mirror's Edge series, which I thought was awesome. Mm -hmm. I really liked Mirror's Edge. And like I said, Star Wars Battlefront, they were involved in that too. So these guys, clearly talented. And, and of course, they, they have stuck around for, you know, they're still around. I don't know how many of them actually work for the uh, for the uh, current version that worked back then, but I, you know it'd be neat to think that some of them did. Mm -hmm. uh, so this game has a ton of levels that are split into basically six zones, uh, seven zones really if you count the last couple. There's an underworld. There's an Egypt. There's a like a treetop thing. There's stones and bones. Merry Winterland. Uh, the techno treat, and then lastly to hell with the monot. Uh, and uh, and or the mini yacht, 
uh, and which is the last couple levels. I, I got nowhere near the end of this game. Uh, however, I did use the, of course, this is one of those games that uses access codes uh, to uh, get to certain levels, which is great. You can just type those in. If you're not going to have a save, I don't mind the codes. Oh, codes are okay. And what do you have an opinion on the codes on, on a computer? To be honest with you, I think that sometimes the codes are easier when you have, because it's not like you're going to save in the middle of one of these levels. Yeah, well, and, I, I say that middle of them all the time. Well, that's true, I guess. <laughs> but, but I, I cheated, don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if any if any if any game would give you that option. Right. And so in it, it makes it easy because once you have all the codes, if you got them in a book or whatever, you can jump around the levels. I like the codes. I think. Yeah, cool. I, I like the codes. Now, a couple other things about this that I wanted to mention. Uh, this got a CD32 release, uh, and uh, which is good, and it's probably one of the better CD32 games there 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 is if you consider that library. Uh, it was, I don't think, had you heard of this game before it got never, picked? Never, never. I hadn't, I mean, I'd never even heard the name mentioned. I mean, the only time we would have ever talked about it is when we were doing the pinball episodes and we were right. naming off what they'd done. It's funny, how many games do we say that about and they turn out to be awesome? I, well, just, there's I, so many hidden gems, at least hidden from us. It is. It, well, I mean, yeah, and again, I, I doubt this ever got a, a, a release. I mean, I might have, but you never know with Psygnosis, they mm -hmm. may have released it here, but I mean, it, it's a... It's an unusual game. Uh, this game was made and mentions the, uh, the, uh, the fact that it's going to have data disks for level expansions. Uh, there were none ever officially released, which that what that tells me is I'm assuming it didn't sell that well, mm. be my guess. And, which is strange to me because I, uh, this is the kind of game that you could have put on any... This is a game that could be redone right now mm -hmm. and would... I mean, I'm sure this contest's been ripped off to death. Yeah, I have no idea why this didn't come out on the PC. Why they didn't? Why they didn't port it? To it the has PC. sort of a um, what's that game my brother plays? Splunky. Mm -hmm. You ever played Spelunker. that? Spelunker. Yeah. Uh, 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 it's got sort of a. Uh, oh yeah, Spelunky. You're right. I'm it's stupid. got. There's. Uh, it looks like I said. I would. I would definitely, especially in a day where we have higher resolution graphics. I would make these. I would go up about twenty percent on the size. I mean, the Merry Men are so tiny, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And often, they'll, like I said, they'll follow you. They'll go out the door, but sometimes you have to go check Where are it's you? It's funny, now? though, because even, you know, as small as they are, they still have personality. They do. They, they, and it's yeah. funny, when they jump, they go, hey, yeah. they make a little noise. <laughs> There's also evil Merry Men. We should not uh, forget about these guys. Now, this, I had no idea what to do. On the first level, I had an evil Merry Man. I'm sure you knew. I didn't know. What you've got to do is you have to you have to find this machine and dump like ink paint in it, and then it basically because the merry men are not colored; they're black and they're black and white. They have no color, and because and the story is they've been in isolation so long that they've forgotten effectively how to be good, and so they turned evil. And, mm -hmm. and what they do is they won't do anything; they just wander around. Sometimes they'll screw you if you know. So you've got to go and find uh, the paint to put in this machine, and then. The paint will color the merry men, and once they do that, they then they're useful. And you, and of course, you're not leaving the level without a guy. You've got it, so you have to do it. Uh, I didn't get too many levels with them. They they just started appearing towards the end of the ten or fifteen levels I played, but they're a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. And so that adds a different slant to the game uh, that that one would not expect. Um, I did watch a guy complete this game. This is not, you know, we talk about these games all the time. It's like, oh, you could bust it out in forty minutes. But no. Nah. This game is a, a beast. This I mean, is you're the probably only... talking. I mean, if, if you sit down and play it like uh, organically, you're probably in for a you know 
up into the up near a hundred hours yeah. of game time. This is the only video I've ever seen. You know, we use World of Long Plays their their footage all the time. This is the only game I've seen where they've actually had to break it break it up into two videos. Right, it's like yeah. each video is over an hour long. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a real long one. But um, I watched the end of it. The end is fairly satisfying. I mean, you get something. I will say they there's flavor text to beat the band. It's also one of the few times I've seen the developers are to thank the fans, and they're very kind. It's like, if you have any questions about it, write us a letter. Here's the address. It was a real nice message at the mm-hmm. end of the game, which I don't think I've ever seen that before uh, uh, in all the times we've been doing this, where they were like, here's our address. You Feel free to write us a letter. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I thought that was cute. And, and there's a nice graphic at the end as well. So it, they, you know, that you get something of a satisfying ending. And if you beat this game, you should just have filled with self-satisfaction. Right. You really shouldn't need an ending to it because it You've gets been through pretty the tricky. It gets pretty tricky. But I will say, uh, uh, as much as I got to play with this week, and I, I played quite a bit of it. And again, not being from a background where I played a lot of these games, it took me longer than it would take most people. Um, I never got super frustrated where I wanted to kill myself. I got irritated when I had to restart uh, and because uh, it just—I don't like having to wait. I wish mm-hmm. you could just instantly restart, which that really no game really did that back in the day. But it would be nice. Uh, this game you can never do uh, at this size on a mobile device, but uh, 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 if you blew it up, you could. But I mean, it, like I said, like you said, on a on a PC now, uh, uh, this screams for a remake. And I'm sure some stuff like this, mm-hmm. and we just haven't played it because I mean, I can't imagine a concept like this. Action puzzler have hasn't been revisited, right? Uh, and the monsters in it are pretty wacky as well. We should mention that there's some real wacky stuff. There's just weird stuff that comes out of the ground. There's traps. There's you know what this the uh, we're we're thinking about games that are like this, this sort of like side scrolling puzzle platformer. Remember that game we played on Amigathon, Bubba and Sticks. Mm-hmm. This that's sort of like this, but with a uh, with with higher with with bigger graphics. Yeah, slow and it's uh, probably a little slower than this. I mean this. This game is pretty manic when you get a lot of stuff going on mm. on the screen. Um, this reviewed pretty well. Um, uh, I'm looking over these ratings here. Amiga Action gave it 90%, pretty good. And The One gave it an 85, CU Amiga 87, so pretty good scores. Uh, Amiga Power, I don't know what happened there, but they gave it a 57, so I guess mm. they didn't like it. And Amiga Format gave it a 68, so not everyone wow. was on board. This is this that sort of goes against the conventional wisdom that you know once 94 rolled around, all the magazines just sort of started rating everything awesome because yeah. they saw the writing on the well, wall. Well, yeah, it does. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and I, honestly, I mean, uh, given this game a 57, I mean, again, maybe they just thought it was too much of a Lemmings thing, but I mean. I don't buy that. I, don't, I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, really, it doesn't play anything like Lemmings. No, when you've you got set dir- down you've to got it. direct control over your guy. But I mean, and I will say the art, uh, the music is repetitive but good, mm-hmm. and the art is tremendous. And this, this much like a sensible games, the little guy is well animated, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the level in between level parts is cool. The guy's leaning on this thing, like all kind of like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Like a, he looks like a proper hero. Yeah, the merry men aren't just little like stressed out midgets. I mean, they're actually the most helpful NPCs of all time. They do stuff that you need. And that's good. That's a refreshing change mm-hmm. from just guys that just run off. Yeah. You know, it's like, come back, help. Right. Run, to, run to rescue you. So overall, uh, again, much like I've said this how many times, a million, this game was way more fun than I thought it would be. And I played it a lot more than I thought I would. I really enjoyed it. Um, I looked it up on eBay. And... Uh, the CD32 version you can get in the UK for 23 bucks. Not bad. 
the box version, the floppies, uh, th it was available in the U.S. Uh, for, uh, I saw a, a box set for 40 and a box set for 35 and then I saw one that had sold recently for 50 so I'm guessing that's about the going average, between 40 and 50 Not bad. I mean, uh, uh, you should have known when it was, uh, from who was developing it that it would be quality. Those guys turn out top shelf stuff. So, you know, any, any final thoughts on it? I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I truly think that this is one of the, we play a lot of games on this show that I, I think are garbage and they're sometimes they're popular <laughs> games and it doesn't make me popular um, but this is really a game that I'd never heard of before this game before before it was suggested by pixels at dawn I played it and I couldn't believe that I'd never played it before or even heard about it it was so good yeah, it's amazing I'm starting to think maybe we should just never pick our own game yeah <laughs> we just let everyone else pick the games for us because our our taste is queer, is is certainly garbage compared to the to, to compared to the listeners. Mm -hmm. But yeah, fun stuff. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we uh, start the end of the show, uh, <laughs> I wanted to, to thank uh, everybody that's hanging out with us in the chat this evening, including Leaf Killand, uh, Dan Ross, Pixels at Dawn. Hasifa, Necronom, Gary Hucker, Will Williams, um, the Guru. Guru Meditation. Hey guys. Uh, so, uh, UK Retro Gamer, everybody, Amiga Dude, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. We Amiga do Dude. We do record the show every Friday, except when we don't. So, uh, <laughs> at 5 30 p.m. Eastern, the next two weeks of Amigos are going to be pre recorded. Uh, however, uh, if you hear this somehow before tomorrow afternoon, feel free to check in. And if you're watching live in the chat right now, feel free to check in tomorrow at 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow right? Tomorrow being what? Tomorrow is Saturday. Yeah, but I'm telling So you can tell them what the day is in case they're listening. Well, there's only like, there's only one tomorrow for the people that hear this because they, it'll be too late otherwise. That's what I'm saying. You should tell them what the actual date's going to be. Well, I don't know the it's actual date. It's the 17th. Okay, it's the 17th. thank you. You could have just said the 17th well, instead I didn't know. of interrogating I had, I, I, me. While I was interrogating you, I had to, I okay. had to come up with it, you see. <laughs> but we're going to start at one or two. 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 We're going to start at two, and uh, we're going to do Hi, four episodes of, uh, we're going to do two episodes of Amigos and two episodes of ARG Presents back to back to back to back. So uh, that's going to be a come on out for a podcast mini marathon. marathon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, but anyway, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon, all of you fine patrons. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to uh, amigos.com. Nope, that's not right. Patreon.com slash amigos podcast. Don't forget to check out our sister show, ARG Presents, where we look at two games on a different system each week. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, and Instagram. Everything. Everything. We're everywhere. All right, guys. Last week, there was no winner of the... Um, of the the Patreon song challenge, I realized that I picked something obscure. Aaron is something that's really Aaron's bag. I like to call it prenatal music because I wasn't born when it was made, so I just kind of call all that stuff prenatal music. But um, this week, I'm going to pick something that uh, I hope maybe you're more familiar with. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You can tell them what last week's was. Last week's was Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie. So, so you're telling me no one got Moon Age Daydream? No. It's like I said, it's a, it's stuff that you know, but it's obscure. You're kind of These one people, of those guys that... You're telling me no one here likes Bowie? I'm telling you that you pick a band like the Smiths, people respond. I, it's going to be a long day tomorrow, I can tell that. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of college music dropped out. Necronom says last week's was very easy. You should have chimed so. in, Nick. <laughs> Help a brother out here. All right. <clears throat> Boy. 
I'm really going to turn down. I really blew out. The, You're like a proper musician. You got to fiddle with the knobs yeah. and do all that stuff to get the deal going. Oh boy, tuning it up. Man, I've never seen this much prep. <laughs> this is going to be great. All right. So we'll see. We'll see how you do on this one. All right. Waterloo. Dan Ross, leave Milan. Alan Kebab. Donald Tyler, Lord John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky the Rocher. Creepy dead boy. <laughs> yeah. something that was something you never but. say nice things about my music i didn't say any bad things you just assumed it was i was thinking it was garbage i can read your eyes like a book <laughs> dr seuss <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful boat thank you thank skrillex you. that was it <laughs> they got it all right so um next week uh we are going to play um <laughs> Get the guitar quick. No, I know what it is. We're going to play Alcatraz. Oh, yes. We're play Alcatraz. This is a pick by Amigos Game Selection Committee member, Brutal Barracuda. The brutal one. Um, and uh, it's going to be a good one. So um, it's going to be great. We'll see you then. Until next time, guys. Adios. Adios.